and welcome back to another week at the stash it or pass it podcast i'm your host jeff shugarts and this is your weekly report for crypto cannabis and culture crypto being our weather report cannabis our traffic report and the fan favorite anything goes culture report thanks for being here with us it's another action-packed week and we got a great show for everyone today in the weather report we're hitting on crypto and sports all the cool endorsement deals athletes that are converting their salaries into bitcoin and different cryptocurrencies we're also checking out some cool nil deals that are going on in college sports with cryptocurrencies and we're talking about ftx the exchange and ftx.us who is blazing a trail in the uh, crypto world so really excited to talk about that on into the culture report mike and myself we get down and dirty we're talking about bishop sycamore we're talking about aliens government regulations a little mindful minute we're diving deep into change and we're sharing a really cool story that came full circle five years in the making you gotta love those and last and surely not least one of our favorites the traffic report we catch up with our man dr b and we talk about true leave a little update in that story that we've been following, a little sex scandal and politician Matt Gates has now been thrown into the mix. So it's heating up down in Florida, ladies and gentlemen. And we also have a fun talk about, you know, family and cannabis, family vacations, because our man, Dr. B is actually on one himself. So we're really happy that uh, he still got to jump on this week. So as always, remember to check out those show notes. It really helps us here at Stash It or Pass It. It gives us a lot of support. This week, you're going to see some really cool ones on there. I've highlighted my girlfriend and love of my life. She just completed her third book, Letters to the Universe. It's an interactive journal that helps you with aligning your life with intention and manifesting techniques and practices. Really cool. Really excited about it. And also remember to check out the referral links for Voyager. You spend a hundred bucks, you get $25 in free Bitcoin. Remember to check out the Fold Bitcoin Reward app. You spend cash, you earn rewards in Bitcoin. So whatever you're spending, when it comes full circle, those rewards are going to pay for it. That's what I'm hoping for. But remember, none of this is financial advice. So you can also check out some other referral links like the Strike app as well. Five bucks for signing up. You can buy and send Bitcoin. We talk a little bit more about it in the show. And when you go down the list, you'll see a lot more. We got our OpenSea app in there as well. That's our first NFT project with stupidfruit.com. They're a cannabis reform brand. It's a really fun, cool picture and project that we're putting together. So please, if anything, just check it out. And as always, if you like what you hear, Stash is where you listen to your podcast and pass this on to your friends and family. So without further ado, as I like to say, because this is like episode seven or eight, I don't know, I'm losing track, but I like to say that. Let's go straight to the weather report. And welcome back to another week here on the weather report, because crypto, just like the weather, is 24-7, 365. It doesn't eat. It doesn't sleep. It just goes and goes. And right now, the captain just came on. I got my seatbelt off. I've been walking all up and down the aisle. We're cruising at about 48,000 feet. It's been pretty steady there recently, folks. I don't know when we're going to get that rocket and shoot up to the moon, but I'll tell you what, I've been buying and I'm ready. 
So without further ado, let's jump into a couple topics we got for you this week on the weather report. But before we get into that, just wanted to thank Brian Harrington one more time from Choice Kingdom Trust. He was on the show last week and told us all about what they're building over there at Choice. Really cool. I will have those links in the show notes again, but it has to do with self-directed IRAs. You can buy and hold different crypto and digital assets in your Choice Kingdom Trust account. You can buy Bitcoin. You can avoid a lot of unnecessary and unwanted taxes. I have an account. I love it. I actually just rolled over two additional 401ks. So now I will have three 401ks out of the legacy market into my Choice Kingdom Trust account. And I can't wait to see where this goes because right now it's going about 35% up. So I like that and uh, looking forward to more. But again, this is not financial advice. I am am merely just sharing my experience. This is a journey we are trying to educate and promote and encourage adoption of what we believe in. And that is, you know, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. And as you know, on the traffic report, we love our cannabis stocks as well. So without further ado, let's jump into some of these topics we have for you this week. One that I'm really excited to go through And that is sports and some of these cryptocurrency deals and endorsements. Some players are being paid in Bitcoin. Some players are doing deals with some exchanges and being paid in some other altcoins. It's really exciting to see because these guys are taking a big step forward. And it's a huge leap for overall adoption because what we're also going to talk about today on the show are what some of these exchanges are doing and particularly FTX, who is led by CEO Sam Bankman Fried. And we're going to go over some of the different deals that he's been putting together, some different endorsement deals, some different business deals as well. All in all, it's huge for adoption. It's exciting to see in the space. And uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into that list. And the first athlete on this list is Cade Cunningham. Now he signed an endorsement deal with BlockFi and he's going to take his signing bonus in Bitcoin. Now, Cade Cunningham, he went to Oklahoma State, and he was the first overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft to the Detroit Pistons. BlockFi, a crypto brokerage, announced on Thursday that the company signed an exclusive multi-year partnership with Cunningham. And I love seeing what he had to say about this. Now, to quote him, he said, I'm excited to partner with BlockFi, to really diversify my portfolio and manage my crypto assets, especially as they become more important in personal finance. For me, it's just not about setting myself up for financial success long-term, but also to educate future generations on financial wellness. Now, that really hits home for me. I think that's one of the things within this space when you get outside of all the money you can make and whatnot, that's, that's part of this you want to grow wealth, you want to help your family. But what he's also doing is he's going to spread adoption, he's going to spread financial education. And uh, hopefully it's going to reach those who else other wouldn't have known about it or gotten the opportunity to seize it when it's there. So really excited to see there Cade Cunningham, big endorsement deal with BlockFi. Next on this list, we wanted to bring up was Saquon Barkley. Now, Saquon Barkley, this is not necessarily new news, but we wanted to uh, review what he's got going on because 
as an athlete, it's really cool to see the different guys that are getting paid. So there's a really cool website that I have. It's called uh, buybitcoinworldwide.com. And it goes over all different kinds of people that are now accepting Bitcoin as payment or altcoins as payment. And uh, in particularly, it has athletes on here too. Now, so what Saquon Barkley says, he will take all future endorsement deals in Bitcoin. So that again, really cool to see. Uh, as we know, you know, Saquon Barkley is going to have a lot of big deals coming in. You know, as of right now, that represents $10 million. So $10 million in Bitcoin, Sa Saquon Barkley, pretty cool to see. Now, this is a new one. And this is that involves a little bit of the college NIL deal. And that is the Michigan quarterback. And uh, he is now, so that's uh, Cade McNamara. I think that's his last name. I could be wrong, but, you know, I went to Ohio State. Don't really care much for that team up north, but wanted to report on this one. And he signed a crypto deal with More Management LLC. And they apparently have a token, which is uh, called M-O-R-E coin. So the More coin. And it trades on uh, Bintrex. So, again, sounds like an altcoin. I don't really know much about it. Haven't done any research on it, but pretty interesting to see now. We're going to see this happen a little bit more as you see professional athletes get endorsement deals within uh, some of these crypto companies and whatnot. We're going to start to see it in college sports as well. Uh, be on the lookout for some NFT stuff in that space, too. Uh, we're just getting started there. Another one that's exciting to see is uh, Sean Colquhoun. Now, he is a tight end in the NFL, plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he is going to take his entire 2021 paycheck in Bitcoin, and that is $920,000. He's the first NFL player to convert his entire salary to Bitcoin. So that's tight end Sean Colquhoun. Another guy taking a huge step. You know, this this is somebody that's on Twitter a lot as well, pushing adoption, sharing a lot of good content. You know, he is a bit of a Bitcoin maxi, so sometimes he can get a little fired up, which, you know, nothing wrong with that either. So another one on that list got a pretty big footprint in the space when it comes to adoption and, uh, you know, being a leader in the space as well. And that is uh, Russell Okung. And, you know, I'm a former offensive tackle as well. I love watching him play football. And what he's, what he's decided to do, former Seattle Seahawk, now Carolina Panther, he's going to put half of his salary in Bitcoin, and that is $6.5 million. Now, they're not going to technically pay him Bitcoin, but what they will do is pay him $6.5 million on the Strike app. And Strike is also in the show notes. You can download it yourself. It is a way to buy and send Bitcoin on the Lightning Network that is being built or that is built on the Bitcoin blockchain. So again, Lightning Network, Jake Mallers, 6.5 million, Russell Okung going straight to Bitcoin. That's another one. Love to see it. And last but not least, this is really what got me to start buying Soul, and that is Trevor Lawrence's deal which was originally Blockfolio, who was bought by FTX. And part of that signing bonus, which was $24 million, was paid out in, you know, Seoul and some Bitcoin. They didn't completely disclose it all, but really exciting to see, which leads us into the next part of the show. And that is to, you know, really applaud, but also just to take in and go over a lot of these big deals that 
FTX has been making. So without further ado, let's jump right into that. FTX led by Sam Bankman Fried. He's the CEO and founder. You know, before FTX, Sam was a trader on Jane Street Capital's international ETF desk. He traded a variety of NFTs, futures, currencies, and equities. <clears throat> and he designed their automated OTC trading system. He graduated from MIT and he has a degree in physics. So that is FTX's CEO and founder and you know crypto billionaire Sam Bankman Fried who has been leading the charge in these cryptocurrency endorsement deals and different marketing deals and what he's doing and uh, I think it's incredible he's also doing some business deals you know one of those being you know Tom Brady and Giselle you know Tom Brady is a uh, you know bitcoin uh, promoter crypto promoter he really likes it you know, made the laser eyes on his picture and all that. He was tweeting about buying the dip. He was having a good time with it. But, you know, he's actually serious about it. And he has taken, you know, a, a equity stake uh, in FTX, him and his wife, because, you know, they really believe in it and the future of it. So really cool to see there. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, also FTX now where the Miami Heat play. So the Miami Heat National Bas Basketball Arena is now the FTX Arena. And, uh, you know, we know in Miami, that's where the uh, Bitcoin conference is held. And, uh, you know, their mayor down there, you know, seems like a really cool guy. He is, uh, you know, open arms. You know, he's really uh, welcoming all this uh, new innovation and business down in Miami. So, you know, it's not out of the ordinary, I guess, to see that. And uh, FTX taking that energy and, uh, you know, capitalizing on that deal. So pretty cool to see there. But, you know, they didn't stop there. FTX is now, or the official cryptocurrency exchange brand for Major League Baseball, excuse me. So uh, another thing there, you're going to see a lot more FTX branding, for example. So when you watch a baseball game, you're just going to subconsciously see their logo all the time on umpires. You're going to see it on the on the back there, you know, on all the different stadiums. So wouldn't be surprised to see it pop up, uh, you know, on billboards or on scoreboards and stuff as well. Uh, another thing is uh, FTX. They also did a deal with uh, with Cal, and it will now be the FTX Field at California Memorial Stadium. And that's a seventeen point five million dollar deal. You know, the Miami Heat deal, I believe, is around one hundred and forty million. Uh, and now they also have some undisclosed deals as well, where the gaming community FTX has signed uh, with TSM Esports signs a $210 million sponsorship deal with FTX. So again, another one, you know, FTX paid $210 million for the naming rights to esports organizations, uh, TS esport organization, TSM. The gaming organization has now changed its name to TSM FTX on behalf of the new sponsorship with Hong Kong based FTX. And then also there's FTX.us as well. So basically two different uh, entities there, two different companies, but you know, that's because of some different rules, regulations, but again, you know, they're all led by Sam Bankman fried and uh, you know, he didn't stop there. There's also been another huge deal in the market and that is FTX us has now bought ledger x and that is a uh and a derivatives deal so with this purchase ftx their u.s affiliate of the crypto exchange has agreed to buy ledger x a derivatives exchange and clearinghouse regulated by the commodity futures trading commission for an undisclosed amount you know the deal 
you know, it's complicated, but it will provide FTX.us, so that's their US entity, with the ability to offer options and futures contracts on Bitcoin and Ethereum to big and small investors alike. You know, so expanding on its current capabilities of permitting users to trade directly in a handful of cryptocurrencies. So again, U.S. cryptocurrency derivative markets represent a huge untapped opportunity for FTX.US. And, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, Ledger believes. And, uh, you know, that is their CEO, Zach Dexter, who met with Sam Bakeman fried CEO of FTX at the Bitcoin 2001 in Miami. You know, so there, you know, that's where they met, talked about this deal, and it's incredible to see what's developed from there. But by combining those forces, they're looking to build out not just a best in class crypto derivatives exchange in the US, but a best in class crypto derivatives exchange in the US that will only increase competition and the quality of the markets for derivatives as a whole. You know, just combining these two forces. And, you know, it's giving FTX.us the ability to focus on offering clients crypto options and futures in a way that aligns with regulators' expectations right now. And that is only going to help adoption, keep moving us forward. And as you've seen here in what we reviewed, Sam Bankman-Fried, you know, is, does not show any means of slowing down. And he's blazing a trail with a lot of these deals you know, we'd love to uh, look up some more stories and uh, keep giving updates. You know, I know Voyager, for example, they are very big into NASCAR. And uh, so we got VGX over, all over some NASCARs and, uh, you know, we got a Voyager car out there as well. So again, this is starting to spread like wildfire. I'm excited to see where it goes next. Again, it's really exciting to see. It's an incredible opportunity to grow into a lasting and significant part of you know, the U.S. capital markets. And last but surely not least, this is a really cool story coming out of Cool Valley, Missouri. You know, the mayor there wants to give each resident $1,000 in Bitcoin. That is Mayor Jason Stewart. And, uh, you know, he wants to give each Missouri resident $1,000, but that offer comes with a catch. They need to hold it for five years. He really believes that Bitcoin is uh, going to go to $500,000 or more. And uh, he wants to provide that as a, a service because when you think about it, they're going to spend that those, that money somewhere on something. You know, maybe they'll build a park, maybe they'll build a road. I mean, surely those things need to be done. But I think this is a very cool new approach. It's a small town. Maybe he can raise the money himself. I believe I read that he's trying to raise half, and then he also has some uh, you know friends where there's some investors that will match half. A uh, really cool thing going on. You know, I'm going to keep following this. Would love to get involved. But uh, without further ado, as I like to say, uh, that is all for this week on the weather report. Right now, as we close it out, we are flying at about 50,000 feet. And by feet, I mean $1,000 Bitcoin. Thank you. We'll see you next week, folks. Hopefully we'll have our weatherman back on here. He just got back from Africa. He had a lot of work to get caught up on, but we can't wait to see him. So again, thanks for being with us. And as always, stash it. For the thousands in attendance and the millions listening around the world, I present to you the Culture Report. I actually saw yesterday in Saudi Arabia, the conspiracy theory has come to life and they have full 
government issued like vaccine apps that follow their all their movements locations and then they have to present them to get in anywhere and then if they break the law or any protocols they can lose you know access to everything lose their jobs and uh yeah that's how it is over there now we uh we kind of got that shit a little bit now like bro when you test positive it sent it it has you it sends you a link from the health department that you have to click on and when you click on it it makes you download the app that registers you and Damn. You know, that shit looks through your phone and then it, it tells you your results and if you're positive it starts an interview and your contact traces everyone you've been around so yeah. i just didn't do that part i, I just mean, closed it yeah bro i don't know man i mean i get it like collecting data and stuff for like good stuff but you know i i don't know if there's been a time where any time where you had to start producing papers and putting labels on people and not letting certain people in places, it, it didn't necessarily turn out too good. Bro. <laughs> but dude, uh, so did you get to uh, see some of this stuff for that coach at all? No, for the guy from, from... Uh, Bishop Sycamore. Bro. Yeah. I just like read what some of the players were saying about how he just like had him like, what were they sleeping? Yeah, dude. So, I mean, I have like, that's the thing. I don't want to like give a too strong of opinion on here about stuff. Cause at the end of the day, there's a lot of this stuff that goes on and you know, he fucking stuck there too. Like in years past when everybody left, no coach. Cause it sounds like they kind of lied though. At one point they had 10 coaches, full roster recruiting guys from all over the country. And then, you know, I think they took him to like a sporting uh, facility one time and then slowly, as these coaches figured out they weren't getting paid, like by September, by game two, they had yeah. two coaches. Yeah. You know, and this was in 2019. So one of the guys they interviewed was uh, was someone they recruited, I believe, from Cincinnati. So it was his junior year. And then, you know, 2020, they basically canceled the whole season. So I didn't really exist. So they recruit sure. this guy and he's on like, you know, on the news, on the record. There's uh, there's all sorts of articles out about it. And uh, he said, when they recruited me, they're showing me like all these pamphlets, sending me all these documents, all these uh, all these brochures about this new facility, what classes will be taken, like how good it's going to be. And then, you know, I get there and, you know, me and my mom move and then we're just living in a hotel and I'm still like, okay, like it should be all right. Um, You know, they're still building the school. And so then he's like 15, 16 years old. And he starts talking about, and then there's like some grown ass men that were actually on the team. They're like 18, 19, 20. And these dudes are from New York. And I'm like, you know, I'm from like, you know, the inner city of Cincinnati and, you know, spend some time in the inner city of Columbus. Like that's cool and all, but I mean, these, these dudes are from New York now. (laughs) So like talking about, you know, just a different level. (laughs) So they said this coach, so this same kid um, said at one point there was a homeless guy outside the hotel that tried to break into the coach's car and the coach like let all the players just beat the shit out of them to the point where one of these New York guys, apparently that's what this kid said was about to stab the dude. And that's like how they had to. <laughs> and then he said the what? same thing. He said the same thing about these New York guys that when all the coaches would leave them in the hotel, like by themselves sometimes for a whole week, no practice, no school, just figure, you know, they said guys would start getting into it and fighting. And I mean, so Bro, the, that's wild and that's coming from a player so i mean technically some of these players i'm sure like you know it feels good to get some attention and whatnot but this guy seemed pretty genuine 
Bro, I bet that shit was crazy. Right. (laughs) Like being a 16-year-old high school kid and you get a bunch of grown-ass dudes like out here, like can't play for whatever. Someone probably went to jails, you know, like didn't have grades like six years ago. Like that's wild. Yeah. And so after all this happens, so it's on ESPN, these announcers are just going in, like worried about the kid's safety, you know, because IMG, I mean, there's some some dudes on there that could strap up for a college right now. Like Bro, some straight dogs. Yeah, yeah right. Like they got they got six, six, three hundred pound tackles. They right. Can they could they could move. <laughs> yeah, like they're going, they're all going D1. So I even watched like some clips from the game where like really good players basically like pissed off. Cause imagine like when you're in practice and you're going against a really bad scout team, guys are just standing around, not lined up, and you could see these really good players were pissed that like they couldn't even like play with their normal technique because guys were just, you know, so bad. so bad all over the field, falling on the ground. Like at one point, like they had like seven guys like standing up on the defensive line, and you just see this. Oh, yeah, I saw that. They're just like basically running whatever, pick a gap and go. <laughs> yeah. And so some of these kids even said that there were times where they wouldn't practice for weeks. They would just show up and play. And this is now at this point, they had lost like all their coaches. This was the 2019 season. And uh, so anyways, after all this, the game, all that stuff, this coach goes on uh, and does a, an interview. And this was with a dude that I actually coached with at Toledo. His name's uh, Mike Robb. And uh, he's a like sports announcer in Toledo, does a lot of like Ohio high school recruiting. Like he's a legit dude, like helps so many kids. And, you know, so he's trying to give this guy you know, just almost like a platform, you know, benefit of the doubt, almost just, you know, tell us what's going on here. And this guy like doubles, triples and quadruples down on all of it, basically acting like they still got a school and this is what we do, blah, blah, blah. All these people crazy. Bro, talking about like the next, you know, these games they got coming up and he makes like some points and stuff too. And like, he's very poised and calm, but it's just like one of those things where you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Come on. Man. So then I started reading more about this. This guy's got warrants out for his arrest. Now, not for anything like crazy bad, like he's not like harming people to an extent, but you know, kind of like credit card fraud, things like that. And it's about like because of like that hotel. So for example, he oh, left like man. over a hundred thousand dollar bill from putting these kids and their families up in a hotel. And he and he was able to like game that whole thing like he was just talking and talking they let him put like a card down and that card isn't real and yeah you know tell him for the school yeah and so and then i i even looked on uh these uh articles too and apparently you know obviously they're not from ohio because this has ties to columbus to the point now like governor dewine is getting involved because you know it's trending and if anything is trending a politician's gonna take advantage of that you know so who knows if he really cares or not but they, uh, you know, so he's getting into this investigation and they called themselves a, uh, oh, um, Bishop Sycamore. So obviously yeah. Bishop has a big thing in Columbus, uh, the right. diocese, all that. Obviously, they're not a Catholic school. Before that, they were called like COH, like Christians of, uh, of Help or something like that, or COF, Christians of Faith uh, Academy. And, um, and even there's, there's some stuff. I think this guy may have like, gotten jay richardson like you know in on something and like maybe like got a little cash from him on because that's like deep you no know way. way back in 2018 you know so this guy can sell though and he makes you know what he's what he was trying to do when you hear him talking about it you're like hell yeah man let's do it but yeah. like 
nobody ever well, I this guess, guy basically created a ponzi scheme out of a uh, high school football <laughs> team or something like he's just taking investments and, and then them. he's i mean he's still a ball coach too man so now this dude i don't oh, i need man. to find out or look it up i mean i haven't been following it completely but they couldn't after he did this interview with mike rob that went for like over two hours uninterrupted and it went from that to uh you know they can't find him like he technically got fired but there's not actually a school. There's not actually. <laughs> so it's like. No, he's just gone like a ghost. And then these guys, this team still has some games on the schedule. So a lot of guys dropped them off the schedule, but they're still booked to play a couple schools. And, you know, when I've been following this, I also was like, all right, we still have to remember, like there's some real high school players on this that just got maybe an entire year taken from them, maybe two years. They just yeah, now they want to play all the games they, they can. Right. And so, I mean, the same thing. I mean, they their backup quarterback, or he might have been their starting one that got hurt in the game. I mean, he's like a sophomore or class of two. I mean, well, I guess we don't – I mean, now technically, well, technically it, takes, it takes away all the legitimacy of some of these players that might be, you know, truly yeah. trying to get recruited and stuff, which sucks too. And that's the same thing where you just get mad at adults sometimes for, you know, maybe thinking about that. But Taking advantage of it, yeah. You know, but so this kid too, I mean, he's a sophomore, junior, 6'5". 220 quarterback it's like that dude could fucking play some football somewhere but now it's like all yeah. right well maybe we now now they're gonna fucking dn test these anybody any kid that fucking went there like are you really who you say you are how old are you bro? right is this kid is this kid really 17 or is <laughs> right dude, like, i don't know dude wild. just another i guess any you can expect uh no nothing will super surprise you but i guess because i even said it you know our buddy alex um you introduced me to in uh in um you know, Florida. And I was telling him when he first sent it to me, because that was probably the first person I was chatting to about this. And he's like, I'm like, bro, watch if they get this coach on the record, he's going to fucking double down on everything. Double he's going to act like he don't all. know what anyone's talking about. And sure. Enough, not not <laughs> and now they can't find him. Everybody's crazy. Bishop I mean, come on here to win, baby. Bro, the, 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 is crazy. I mean, the hotel that was looking for him for this hundred thousand dollar bill, the first time they had seen anything of him since like 2019 or end of 2018 was on ESPN. It was on ESPN. Oh my God. Oh. I was just like, holy shit, man. And then as a former, you know, coaching in I Ohio. How much money he made in donations. Well, that's one of these kids said that he was getting a bunch of, uh, writing a bunch of bounce checks, getting money and cash from churches and stuff, which if that went down, then it's like, come on, man. But when you listen to him talk, you would think like his heart's in the right place. He's trying to do something. He's trying to help. He's the salesman. He's a con artist, JB. I know, man. That's what but... they do. They make they get you feeling good, man. I know, but I mean, you know, I've been around. Hey, I've been around a lot of these salesmen. coaches too, bro. So. You love salesmen so much. That, like, <laughs> if he just sells you a good pitch, it could be a fraud, and you would still just love it. I mean, if, if his heart's in the right place, right. <laughs> Oh, things of fraud. It's all it's all a sham. There's no heart. I know, man. So <laughs> excuse me. That was a little uh that was actually a little Delta 8, little white widow. It's been a while since I used these uh electronic you know you and devices. Your Del- you and your Delta 8. <clears throat> it's a little different. So well, I guess uh you know that could just lead us right into our strains of the week and uh Real quick, strains of the week. Want to give a shout out to stupidfruit.com. 
we're uh, going to be doing some stuff with them in the future. I actually just launched my first NFT project with them. It's on OpenSea. We'll have some links in the show notes, but Stupid Fruit, they've been around since about 2011. Friend of mine named Rabi that I met in Charlotte, cannabis reform brand. You know, since 2011, he's been trying to get people signed up on petitions, different things for education, you know, promoting adoption, the health benefits. And he also has a clothing line that corresponds with that. And then wants to, you know, it's all about awareness and uh, education. So stupid fruit strains of the week. Here we go, baby. Big smoke. What you got? Dumb fruit. You know what I'm saying? Stupid fruit. What it do? Uh, man, this week. Well, so funny thing when I was on the COVID, uh, on the COVID deal, quarantine or whatever, I was smoking some really good weed, but I kind of lost my smell. So I couldn't even smell it. I would put my nose deep in the jar and I couldn't smell it. And now um, I'm smoking on some Jet Fuel Gelato. And it smells great, tastes great, makes me feel great. Um, it's all around just great weed, you know what I'm saying? little Jet Fuel Gelato. So just to uh, back that up a little bit, I actually have it pulled up here on leafly.com. You know, we'll have this in the show notes too, because part of these strains of the week, a lot of cannabis has some, you know, different names that, you know, might seem a little uh, out of the ordinary when it, when you start talking about medicines or, you know, healing, uh, healing practices, <laughs> things like that, or, you know, even for recreational use. So what do you take for anxiety? Xanax or jet fuel gelato? Yeah, know. right. Like, oh, I'm gonna put some jet fuel in my body, but <laughs> just to, uh, so that's why we like to talk about this, but, you know, I have it pulled up here. So it is a, it is a lemony. Does that does that sound right? Does it have a little lemony taste? A little, a little lemony fresh. Yeah, it says it's uh should be a little energizing and uh you know on a scale of not at all to very high. It looks here it's about a six or a seven. And it gets uh, me pretty very high, and I've got a high tolerance, and it also makes me very chatty, chatty cat. Oh, I like that. So here we go right here. Jet fuel gelato is a hybrid marijuana strain made by crossing high octane with jet fuel. We're still learning about the flavors and effects of Jet Fuel Gelato. So if you smoked it, dabbed it, or consumed this strain before, tell us about it in a review. Hey, so looks like Stash It or Pass It is going to leave a little review here on Leafly.com. So, Mike, thank you for that. Leave a little review. We're stashing it, keep it around. I like it. I like it. My favorite all-time strain, Gorilla Glue number four. It's, uh, I like those, I like those strains that when you put your nose in the bag it's a distinct smell that same smell every time you can tell what it is it's like Absolutely. things like gorilla glue for the the gmo the girl scout cookie um or the garlic cookie my bad uh those uh the lemony ones like the super lemon haze the kk and stuff like that oh yeah uh, I, I just love i love those strains the ones that really stick out real pungent um yeah Absolutely. And the, uh, the next strain of the week we got, I actually have a little white widow and, uh, that is, you know, a very, uh, well-known strain, you know, amongst, uh, you know, very famous worldwide. It is a, a hybrid and it's a cross between a Brazilian sativa and a resin heavy South Indian indica yeah. white widow was blessed Oh, white widow has blessed every Dutch coffee shop menu since its birth in the 1990s. 
So I got a little it's white. A, widow. It's an OG. It's an OG cross, like not OG strain, but like an or, an original cross. It's just um, between two land races. So Brazilian land race, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is back before there were multiple strains each island, before different seeds cross pollinated and all that stuff. Um, before we got into like designer weeds, and then what was the other one? The Brazilian and the what? And the South Indian Indica. There we go. And the South Indian. So, you know, when you think about South India and all of those, and you also think about the, the you know, the stuff from like Afghanistan and all that, you're thinking yep. like your Durban poisons and all of those ones get you fired up, wired up. Absolutely. Uh, which, which you love. And then White Widow. I mean, who hasn't been hearing about, I mean, people our age, who hasn't been hearing about White Widow weeds since we're in like high school right right i mean right here here's a uh you know a little review a powerful burst of euphoria and energy breaks through immediately and i can attest i did just take a little hit so i can feel that stimulating both conversation and creativity hey and that's exactly what we're doing right now so Cheers to the white Jeff's eyebrows just rise up when you when you took a hit of his little vape pen. <laughs> that's right so uh, yeah top top effect for some white widow makes you very talkative little chatty so we enjoy that and uh last but not least you know i got a uh this was actually in my uh in my flower bag that i received and that is this is one i've never heard of so i was really excited to share and it's called the nine pound hammer oh yeah the nine pound hammer this store's hammer man oh yeah and it is just thor dropping it on your boy because well that's kind of kind of weird but dropping me right into the couch is what i'm trying to say because uh you know it's an indica i do really enjoy indicas now it seems like a lot of people when they think of uh, cannabis at times where it seems like a lot of friends you know we're always going to be geared towards a little bit more of these uh, hybrids because you know gets you up down turns you around turns you inside out sometimes you don't know what's going to happen and then, uh, you know, sometimes people don't like to smoke weed and go to sleep. So, but, uh, you know, as an old school smoker, maybe an old school stoner, I enjoy a little uh, nine pound hammers. Just uh, put my ass to sleep on the couch every now and then. Oh, man, yeah. that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I get it. Nothing like a good indicator to put you down, man. It's like after a long day and you just want to let my girlfriend says, uh, she describes it as the seatbelt effect. Like she's sitting on the couch and like she's just there and it feels like she's got a seatbelt on. Yes. She's like, Whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I uh, I love that. I love it. It's, um, it's pretty cool to just have all of the information about strains and stuff so readily available. Right. Um, be able to like look up. I mean, think about like me and JB, we've been smuggling together since we were about 15. So right uh, you think about like all the all the strains that we smoked when we were early on in college we were smoking like northern lights and death star and mm-hmm. um train wreck know, a lot of bubble kush yeah stuff like that and you know a lot of that stuff i mean it's it's kind of hard to come by sometimes you know some of those older strains because everything's so cross uh crossbred now and there's all you know there's just always something new right um, you know, it's, it's pretty wild. It's cool to be able to go back and look and you can even go on a thing like Leafly and see where you can find those strings, you know? So yep. I think that's, uh, I think it's pretty dope. 
to see the way that the industry is moving and how readily available everything is. I can't wait till you're able to like ship weed from different dispensaries and growers across state lines. Like, right. I can have my, uh, my favorite, favorite stuff in the world just shipped to the front door. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe even get a little, a drone will drop it off too. I mean, we're going to, we'll get there, man. It's uh Oh my gosh. Speaking of drones, did you see Pat Mahomes? No. What do you do? Oh man. So I'm actually going to send it to you right now so you can watch it and we'll get your reaction here live. Dude, this is the most incredible thing. So we all know Pat Mahomes is like, uh, he's like the richest athlete in sports right now, right? He's got the biggest, biggest contract out of anybody. It was like 400 and some million. Yeah. I mean, so, he's, I know he got know, that 500 million guaranteed or something. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> him and uh, him and Lamar are Mr. Oakley. So I just sent you this post. You got to watch it and turn the volume on so you can hear it. And it's it's the most incredible stuff I've ever seen. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'll give you um, the post here from my phone. And that is Patrick Mahomes. You know, we are both uh, prodigies of Texas. Texas forever, baby. I'm pulling it That out. is an Oakley drone coming down to the ground. That's a real spaceship. Wait, what? Bro, this is real. Watch this. They sent him a fresh pair of Oakleys via spaceship. To Hold the on, bro. No, field. no way. Watch. No he fucking takes, no. He takes the glasses. No. <laughs> bro, it's unreal. <laughs> Oh. What world are we? What world are we living in right now? Hey, but you see this though, right? This is this is mixing the multiple realities that we already live in. There's augmented reality. There's re, there's physical reality. The metaverse is expanding. Here's another that's all example, real, bro. That's all physically. That's those are all things you can touch. Yeah, but that motherfucker, that those the way that that uh that jet or the way the engine fuel and the flame coming down on the field, no way, dude. bro. It's real. I don't know. I don't know. It's I got a spaceship. <laughs> I mean, I guess <laughs> no, that I thing uh, that thing I... would make sense with uh some of those uh you know great you know military footage that they've been releasing that's literally i mean we got 8k and 4k cameras going on like i don't even know what's a video game and what's real but then they they give me some some ufo uh documentation that's like certified by the government and it's like the choppiest pixel i've ever seen bro it's wild yeah i'm like they're (laughs) and they're supposed to be like 40 years ahead of what the general public's got like yeah man i'm like I'm just waiting for you know one of these motherfuckers. There's gonna there's gonna be some superhuman alien looking dudes that's gonna like walk out one day. And be like, all right, this is how it went down. <laughs> some some big ass green dudes is gonna walk out <laughs> with three fingers. Like, yo, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That might be the White Widow, bro. It might be, but that would be insane. We've been talking about aliens for years, man. Um, hey. Since back in the ancient alien days, right. Like, like, bro, incredible. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm still all about it. I can't wait till one day where it's just like a thing, you know? Well, so recently I've been um, listening to some different things on uh, just even in the traditional news and whatnot. And they've been, you know, slowly releasing more and more stuff about uh, these uh, UFO encounters. And now they actually don't use the term UFO anymore. Um, it's like flying phenomena or something like phenomenon, something like that. Flying phenomena. But, um, you know, half of like, there's two sides to it where some people are like, 
you know, I've been in the military for this long, blah, blah, blah. Never believe in UFOs. But mathematically, this is what this is doing. This is what it means. And I think, you know, it's Russia or China, you know, but like, no matter what, they're still saying like, you know, there's a, there's a plane that went from, so, you know, when you go from zero feet to like 35,000 feet and the, the pilot, how long that takes is like, okay, yeah. I'll get up and walk around, go pee. So they show this plane in the air, this little object, little UFO that drops from like 80,000 feet to 40,000 feet in like one second. And like really, you know, now it's public information. They're like, what is this? We don't know. Cause they were, it was hard for them to track it. And so they had like, you know, planes tracking it, um, you know, destroyers out on the uh, ocean tracking it. And they're like catching this thing. And when you listen to these recordings, these like, and this was like 2018, 19, 20, when they were releasing this stuff, these guys are losing their mind. Like, Whoa, what is that? Oh my God. Wow. And these are, yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. Right. And so like, we're talking about people before cell phones seeing this shit. Yeah. Well, so this is what's interesting. So now, when they've been releasing more of this stuff, there's been these government programs now that they are basically releasing where they've been encountering all these things since the fifties. And it's well-documented. There's so many different people that, you know, they bring in to interview and they've been spending a lot of money on this too. So now all this stuff is being released. So you can go look this shit up, listen to these interviews and you're yeah, just like, they got all kinds of new, uh, new documentaries coming on everywhere there's some on hbo max there's some on netflix and it's like yeah i mean the stuff is pretty nuts man like, yeah i want so so these aren't just like random people too you know because sometimes these days you'll have people like oh if you're not an expert your opinion doesn't matter blah, blah blah it's like all right cool whatever like they're actually like interviewing you know rocket scientists phds yeah. like all these people that were working on these projects are allowed to talk about it now yeah. And they're talking about it. And so it's not military, like even a conspiracy. All types of people. Yeah. Um, this is kind of funny. But so I go to work, Braxton Miller's uh, football camp about a month and a half ago, right? Yeah. Charging, baby. I haven't seen Braxton for, I don't know, it's been a minute, right? And we're sitting there chilling. He's like, bro, Big Mike, I seen an alien a couple weeks ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, what? Like... <laughs> What you talking about, bro? He's like, for real, bro. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, it was me and my girl, bro. Like, we were driving, we were kind of out in the country. It was like, and then all of a sudden, like, cars were stopping, and there was a UFO flying over this cornfield, and it was just, it was just sitting there. And it was like, we were looking at it, and she looked at me and she said, Babe, I said, Don't say nothing. <laughs> I was like, Bro, you're tripping. He said, he said, we know what that is, and we just keep on driving. <laughs> right. I was like, bro, you're tripping me out. But he was dead serious. He swore on everything he loved that he saw you UFO that night. And I was just like, bro, I mean, you're alone right now. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I, was, I didn't know what to say. I love, though, that he, like, picked you to tell because he probably knew that, like, you wouldn't think he was crazy or anything. You would oh, actually bro. be like, you'd listen to him and be like, it was, it was me and Zach Smith. Former receivers coach Zach Smith. Yep. Oh, so, you know Zach. You know Coach Smith's down, man. He's like, hell yeah, I fucked an alien once. No, I'm just kidding, Coach. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. Shout out to the Coach Smith. You know, everyone's got opinions. When I was coaching football, I would volunteer up at OSU, be in there. This dude went above and beyond, teaching me offense, chalking it up. His players loved him say what you want about him. I don't really even know all that shit, but that's why I was just dropping a little joke there. Shout out to you. You know, maybe I'll actually bet on some fucking sports, dude, but 
Minutes to Society, brother. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, so, man. He's got a great show, too. But anyways, what you were saying. <laughs> so yeah, he, told he does. Me. I don't have anything else to put with that, but that was, that was just so funny. I couldn't believe it. Um, dude, and then, oh, uh, gosh. I feel like there's so much that I really want to talk about. Um, I know you're going to do the weather report yourself, and you're going to cover some NFT things because oh bring up some nfts dude let's go bro the nft space it's to me i'm just kind of like i want to get in on on it early i want to get in on some stuff now because i know that like you can really like make a make some hay right now even though nobody really knows about what it is or anything like that like right. people are spending a little bit of bread and making a whole lot and vice versa losing a whole lot right so it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, uh, I think the big, the big catchphrase that got me and got my wheels spinning was when I saw someone talking about it and they were like, yeah, basically if you get in on NFTs right now, it'd be like getting in on the internet in the nineties. Right. Absolutely. Like the eighties. And I was just like, what? Cause an NFT, so a non-fungible token, part of it, it gives you the ability to own like, like you would own a piece of physical real estate, a piece of the internet. And, um, you know, there's a lot of value in that in a digital age and in an age that, like we were saying, you have augmented reality, a physical reality, you have a metaverse that is bringing both of them together and they're overlapping to a point too, like where there's a lot of trends within entertainment and it's going to give a lot of cool, um, a lot of cool freedom within entertainers too, to make more money and to like, partner with their fans like what we saw um i forgot the rapper's name that you sent me that video but that's a thing with um so one of the companies that jay-z has been uh, invested in and i believe he's still you know part ownership sold it to a jack dorsey and that's title and it's like a uh it's a uh a uh to listen to music it's like a spotify yeah, streaming sharing all that yeah, yeah and it's you know it's better for artists but so a thing through there where they're talking about stuff where one a song would essentially be an NFT. And then each time that song is bought or each time somebody passes that song along, you can like change and get different like dividends on it or derivatives, different things can come off of it to pay the artist and to like maybe pay the fans for supporting the artist and just making each thing like its own little, you know, its own little universe essentially. And then it also gives artists the ability to, you know, sell tickets different, memorabilia different. And, uh, you know, bring in a, a really cool experience on that on that field. You know, because I also think you know NFTs are whole augmented concert. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, even over COVID or whatever, like it'd be a, unreal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some apps like that I talk about too. The uh, Fold Bitcoin Reward app. So they're actually building. You remember like Pokemon Go? <clears throat> How you could like play Pokemon Go and like play your phone, and then you would like be just yeah, sitting next to Pokemon. Pokemon. Right yeah. So they're creating like an augmented game reality um, where it basically be the same thing, but you can go and like treasure hunt for different Bitcoin and rewards and go to different places and you'll be able to like see it and it'll be a game and they're going to, it's going to be that. Oh, it's all game. Cause in part of this is called, call it gamification. Oh dude. See out of the two of us, JB always likes the robots, the Amazon homes, all that shit. And I am not for it. I don't Let's, like robots. I don't like all these. I don't like Zumbas. I don't like any. I don't like any of that stuff. I yeah. like machines that I can control with the remote and don't think for themselves and don't listen right. to me. And like, 
I I don't even use my laptop. You know, what I mean? <laughs> right. like I don't like I'm so bad with the tech that like all of that stuff is so foreign to me. Every time I think about NFTs and all these things and all these self-driving and all you know everything, call me crazy, call me a redneck, whatever. I think about <laughs> no, Will Smith and iRobot, and I think the world's coming to an end. Hey, Will Will Will's been trying to warn us for years in his movies, man. Who knows Dude, what he just posted the other day a picture of him and iRobot and right. Tesla robots for your house, and he was like, "No, bro." Like, what is it? Like, who traveled back in from the future, made iRobot to right. warn us, and nobody watched it? Right. First yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily a fan of all that stuff. I mean, I think there's a lot. And that's what's interesting about yeah, even this NFT that. space and uh, crypto space, because it decentralizes some of that, too. So there's a lot of centralized powers within uh, tech right now that's uh, it's pretty wildly insane. I mean, they literally have just as much powerful power or more than majority of the world's governments and more cash so you know there's a lot of a lot of strings being pulled different directions because even what you're talking about mark cuban has invested millions into a company that is combining ai so like artificial intelligence with an nft so essentially like that nft could interact with you see uh, i think we should all take about 20 steps back right we'll go back to uh we should go back to text messages uh, per like pay per text, um, <laughs> right, right, yeah, pay per minute. You know, like everybody get five hundred minutes, right? The government can give us all a thousand minutes to talk a month, and a thousand <laughs> text messages, and it could just be fine. I don't know? know. I don't. I don't. I don't need the government to do it for us. We could do it ourselves. We could. I mean, them. bro, they could just let us have it. Just let us have it. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I don't think they actually ever had it. They just took it from like, you know, someone that created it. that probably didn't want it to be controlled by a government. Well, well, bro, you know, we just I just I just want to go back to Well, that's what's cool. But I mean, bringing up this NFT stuff, though, it is interesting because you can make a lot of money, lose a lot of money. Governments haven't caught up. I sound like an old white man talking about racial relations. I just want to go back to an older time (laughs) when things were simple and everything was separate. (laughs) Goddamn. Well, I mean, there's there's a reason why we're we all got our things. Well, I think there's a reason why we're making this show too, and like how we're called to do some of these conversations because you know it is scary. It's new. It's different, and you know it's about education and learning stuff because you're going to have a lot of people on tv try to scare the shit out of you but they're maybe doing it for different reasons different messaging not always bad but maybe trying to drive another industry just like they drove cannabis and hemp into the ground you know for different reasons back in the 20s 30s 40s you know so there's things going on on both ends you said it you said it you said it and what you said is it's scary it's new basically what we're getting at is what we're about to bring to you with another mindful minute. And that's right. And that's where we're at. So speaking of scary and new, let's talk a little bit about chain. Man, the big old chain monster. It's uh, It's been known to bring a man to his knees, make a woman do crazy things. Everybody gets a little nervous and a little scared when change comes around. Um I think uh, for me, I just want to talk about like my whole last year of life, I guess. It's been one constant, just, I mean, big change. Um, So I, you know, I lived on a farm in Ohio where I was, you know, just teaching a little yoga 
and hunting big bucks, white-tailed deer, turkey, all those kind of things, really just doing all the country stuff. Um, so met a girl, decided to move to Florida to be closer. Um, so I leave the farm life, head for the beach life. Let me tell you, talking about a scary change, like for someone who was like just coming into a new identity, you know, kind of through like a post-retirement <coughs> identity crisis, man, scary as hell. I moved somewhere. I don't know many people, all of these things, everything's new. Um, I'm also like new to teaching yoga. Um, so going into a bigger community, a lot different, you know, having to find a new yoga home. So scary. And then, I mean, and then the, the kicker on top of it all in a new relationship, um, basically a relationship that started and developed through COVID and all those things. Um, and, you know, not knowing what that was going to be and all, you know, um, wow. I had some of the lowest moments, like where I was like, fuck, man, I just want to go back home. Uh, maybe this isn't for me, you know, uh, you know, for me, I'd never moved far away from home. I'd never been away from my family that long. Um, so that big change was something that like every single day I had to like make a decision to be okay with. And some days I'd made the decision to not be okay with it, you know. Um, but, it, you know, now fast forward to pretty much the year mark coming up next week. Um, you know, I'm just really happy that I stuck it out. Um, you know, I think there's something to be said for peaks and valleys. And, you know, as an athlete, I had been through a lot of valleys, um, had a lot of peaks, been through a lot of valleys when it comes to, you know, physical adversity, um, you know, injuries and such like that. Um, and then also um, the mental side that comes with all that as well. But for me, um, this was a whole new type of mental adversity you know I had chosen to be on my own for a long time you know which when it's by choice it's a lot easier but uh moving somewhere on your own um you know I moved here and got into like kind of a long distance relationship an hour and a half or whatever so um kind of on my own a lot um it was a lot of a lot of solitude that I didn't necessarily want um, whereas before I was used to like, yeah, I want to get away. I'm going to go out in the woods. I'm going to hunt, do all these things. Um, this was different and it's, uh, it's kind of shown me a lot about myself, good and bad, you know, where I go when I have too much idle time. Um, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of spirals I can get into mentally when I, when I let myself. Um, but also taught me a lot of things, you know, about how strong I am, how, how much I'm really capable of if I give myself credit, you know, um, you know, with that, you know, it's just, it, it shows you a little bit of everything where you're weak, where you're strong, where you can improve and, Absolutely. Uh, you know, really thankful for it. And then I know that you have a similar experience, but also very different. You know, we both kind of, started a relationship in COVID, ended up moving uh, to a different part of the country. You moved with that person, lived together, all of those things, kind of have someone with you constantly. Um, so what, what's it been like for you um, having that support there constantly and also, you know, being with someone who's, I mean, really emotionally intelligent 
to be able to help you navigate through those. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's definitely been a process. I and mean, that's a lot like what I'm hearing <clears throat> when I'm hearing when I hear you talk about change, you know, change is a process that, you know, also takes, you know, a good amount of faith as well, because there's going to be a lot of ups and downs and different turns, left, right, sideways, U-turns getting flipped around. So those are uh, two things that uh, you, know, you definitely have to hone in on. Now, uh, we met uh, January 1 of uh, 2020 uh, in a yoga class. It's, uh, it's our own little COVID love story. But, uh, you know, I love her, you know, with you know, every ounce of my body. Her name is uh, Kelsey Aida Raldis. She is a, uh, you know, a, a, a wellness coach. Uh, she works with people one-on-one. She uh, hosts retreats in Mexico, mainly works with women. She's a blogger, author. Uh, I'll share, you know, all her uh, links and different things in our show notes to uh, you know, some of her books. Uh, recently, she just got done doing a book that is called Letters to the Universe. It's a uh, interactive, you know, journal to uh, help people with, you know, getting through things, healing process and uh, helping affirm things in your life, how to live with intentionality and, uh, you know, different, uh, different manifesting uh, exercises and tools and whatnot as well. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, living with somebody like that and having that partner, it was a, uh, it was a learning, it was a learning process, definitely for me, because probably still is every day. Oh, absolutely. And it's the best one. I mean, I actually told her today, uh, I had to drop her off at the airport. And, you know, I'd said something along the lines about, you know, you know, maybe I don't really remember my dreams or dream a lot, because every day when I wake up, you know, I'm living in them, you no. know, and that's just waking up next to you. So this Maybe was something I always wanted, you know, chivalry my whole life. And, dead, uh, and gems. what was that? I said, chivalry is not dead, ladies and gents. Oh, that's no, it is not, man. To you one line at a time. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So it was something I always wanted my whole life. I mean, uh, it's kind of interesting when I reflect on it now, because even being in college and stuff, it's like, you almost got, I got kind of trapped and wrapped up in some of that machoism and trying to talk to as many girls and almost, you know, guys would treat it like a sport. And it was like, guys would even come check up on you. Like, Hey man, why aren't you talking to girls? Why aren't you, uh, you know, why aren't you pulling any hoes and shit like that? And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like when I really think about it now, I'm starting to get drunk with my boys. I'm going to fuck alone. Right, man. So, you know, and obviously there was some times too, it's like, you know, being competitive, you get caught up in that bullshit, but you know, going back to what you're saying though, I mean, I Honestly, now I can't imagine a life without her, um, you know, definitely feeling a little separation anxiety right now because, you know, I'm actually about to go on a, a whitewater rafting retreat in Utah. She uh, just headed up to uh, San Diego for uh, her and her mom are going there. That's where she's from. Uh, family friend getting married. So <clears throat> it's been a uh, it's been truly been a blessing. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's a process and it's uh, something you got to have faith in and uh, wake up for. Uh, every day and uh, try to be better every day. But um, another story I actually wanted to share too within the mindful minute when we were talking about this and you know, we were talking about change. And then, you know, I was hearing process and keeping faith as I was listening to you. And uh, this is just a story I wanted to share that's now come full circle five years later. <clears throat> and this was, you know, so I've been applying for jobs recently and I've actually never been able to like have a time in my life where I can pick a job I really like and like take my time, have multiple companies kind of recruiting me to a point where like some I'm really interested in. So I'm really interested in, you know, cryptocurrency adoption, you know, building these new fintech companies and whatnot. 
And uh, it's with a company that uh, makes a stable coin. And that's the uh, USDC. They're called Circle. Great company about to go public. But so the story in the interview process, I had to share a time when you reached out to somebody that you really admired or like a celebrity, like what you said, because it's, you know, Mm -hmm. built in with sales and stuff. So I talked about, now I did this in 2017. I heard this guy on Tim Ferriss's podcast. His name is Adam Robinson. And so just to give you a quick, so this is like his, uh, his Twitter bio says entrepreneur, systems builder, wizard, shaman of global financial markets, manifester, deodic, do-gooder, alchemist, seeker, embracer of possibilities. So this guy, you know, he's, he's, you know, when you listen to this podcast, I'll put the episode on there. He's best friends with Warren Buffett. You know, he's really into, you know, the uh, thinking outside the box and he's, you know, a world financial investor works with all these different banks and all this stuff. So genius guys, a polymath, he created the, uh, the, uh, Harvard review or the Stanford review. He was a, uh, a chess master, all this stuff has a wild story. <clears throat> so I, I hear him on Tim Ferriss's podcast. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm gonna reach out to this guy, see what happens. I go to his website and on the podcast, he had actually talked about this book that he wrote called the other. And the whole thing was about, you know, the message of the other within Tim Ferriss's podcast. So then I get to his uh, website and when you fill out the contact form, <clears throat> it has like a riddle basically, but it says, pull all your stuff in. And then it says seven plus 12 equals what? Now, a lot of times you would think, you know, you put 19 and that might be to prove that you're not a, uh, a robot or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so I actually put seven plus 12 equals the gospel of the other fun, enthusiasm, delight. And I got that from, so when I look up seven twelve, and you go into like different religious texts, seven twelve Matthew seven twelve. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets. <clears throat> and so, you know, long story short, pretty wild. He sees this, my answer, he texts or he uh, emails me back immediately on my phone. And now this guy's traveling the world, breaking bread with Warren Buffett. I'm coaching football. Toledo emails me back and it says sent from my phone. He's like, Jeffrey, hello, how are you? And I have this whole email chain. <laughs> so then I just start talking to him about you know, this was even when I was thinking about short North trolley, starting a business, telling him ideas. I start chatting with this guy. He invites me out for coffee in New York city. It actually didn't work out, but I still chat with him too. talk to him on Twitter. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, long story short, again, come back five years later, I share this story and it's probably going to help me get what would at this point in my life be my dream job. So again, man, change is crazy process and faith are crazy. Five-year full circle, keep the faith, keep moving forward take the lead that's right baby and as always that's a mindful minute with your boys here at the stash of the passive podcast stash it and we're back for another week of the traffic report sitting here with my man dr b coming at us live from myrtle beach south carolina how are we doing my friend doing great enjoying the sun down in north myrtle um with my my best friend from growing up his family so we're having a good time. Absolutely. Love to hear that. It's all about family and uh, happy to hear that you're uh, enjoying South Carolina. You know, myself, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina right now, but building a house in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So look forward to uh, many more uh, vacations at the beach with my man, Dr. B. But 
just to uh, get into this week's traffic report, we got some great updates for everybody from a story we've been following, and that's uh, True Leave to a couple opinion pieces that you know we wanted to talk to the doctor about. And uh, he has some really interesting updates about some things going on in the West Coast and uh, a couple of uh, teasers on some projects he's working on. So without further ado, let's get into it with True Leave. Reed. What is going on with our girl and CEO Rivers down there? Yeah, um, so truly has been in hot water, um, basically accused of kind of rigging the, uh, the medical program in Florida in their favor. Um, and, you know, there's a, what's the audio the the, the clip of uh, Kim Rivers, the CEO of, of truly um, and her husband, his name's JT Burnett. Um, and there's some uh, an audio clip going around of him saying that they don't really know much uh, if anything at all about cannabis, but they do know that the licenses are going to be a gold mine. Um, so that's kind of their reasoning behind, you know, working to rig the the system in their favor. Um, and like we had said in the, the couple episodes ago, they, uh, they had a family friend that had nurseries. So they made part of the law to, to get a medical license was you had to have a nursery that had been operating for, you know, 30, 40 consecutive years with a certain number of plants um, in it and pretty much, you know, ruled out anybody that was going to be doing, that would, that would have a chance to do on small craft stuff or anything like that. Um, do you have the actual quote of him? That they, they have some audio of him. Yeah. Saying, so um, this was during, a, you know, cross-examination, you know, yeah. Burnett tried to downplay the significance, you know, of this 2016 conversation because, you know, he's on the record on wire, you know, talking to these FBI agents who at the time he believed were real estate investors. And he, he just wanted to boast things and, you know, said he really didn't mean different things he was saying, but, you know, basically went, went along the lines of saying, you know, they didn't know much. Uh, you know, he said uh, Burnett was recorded as saying that neither he nor Rivers knew much about the medical cannabis business at the time, but they knew the licenses would be lucrative. And, you know, currently right now, as all this is happening, the Florida, you know, this is a Florida based multi-state marijuana operator. And uh, they're also in the process of acquiring an Arizona based harvest and health recreation and a deal that's initially valued at $2.1 billion. You know, their stock's been taking a hit right now. But another thing, you know, we'll have this story in, uh, in the uh, show notes, and this is mjbizdaily.com, you know, great resource that Reed and myself use. But one of the uh, co-founders of, of TrueWeave is uh, Hasley Bashir. And uh, mm -hmm. so he, or Thad Bashir, and um, Thad is a co-founder of TrueWeave and sits on the company's board. And he's actually in an additional trial uh, where he has been caught up in a, uh, in a case with uh, Congressman Matt Gates. So the New York Times earlier this year reported that Hasley Bashir's was on a party plane with Gates to the Bahamas that has become a focal point of an investigation into possible sex trafficking and a marijuana pay-to-play scheme. So, you know, again, there's uh, lots of things going on with this company. We're uh, going to continue to follow. We'll have these uh, in the show notes. So, you know, you can uh, absorb this information and make your own opinions. But, you know, right now we are uh, definitely passing on this one and, uh, you know, Reed, if you have any more to add about uh, this truly, please do. No, I was just going to say, it's not definitely not a good look for them. Um, you know, and I think I think there's uh, some recordings of of uh, 
JT saying something along the lines of, uh, you know, when, when it came to talking about the little guy getting screwed out, he said basically fuck him. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, it doesn't not a good look. Um, and they're trying to act like none of this is going on on social media and stuff because Kim's Kim Rivers, the CEO, is pretty active on um, Twitter. Um, but yeah, just trying to act like nothing's going on and right. Right. As we know, she's, uh, she's definitely active as, uh, you know, we've talked about before she's blocked, she's blocked Reed and had to unblock Reed as uh, some of this stuff unfolds, but we'll uh, continue to follow it. You know, Reed has uh, some other updates and some teasers for some projects he's working on. So Reed, please uh, share. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to get Jake Stoneburner on here and do a, uh, uh, cannabis investing 101 for it's gonna be an episode completely dedicated to investing in the cannabis space and then we're gonna do another one that's um you know kind of covers the the history of cannabis from the first humans that were smoking it up until um up up and and we'll, we'll go through uh prohibition in america and how we got to, to where we are right now um so that's coming soon but uh in the meantime we'll we're, we're going to, in two weeks, we're going to do an episode and we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the, what, what the biggest threats are right now to the cannabis industry. Um, talk a little bit about insurance and how it's, it's hard for a lot of these guys to get insured and, and what troubles come with that. Um, we're going to talk about the wildfires out West and how that's affected things and, you know, cannabis prices and these farmers. And there's actually, um, there's pretty high suicide rates um, amongst cannabis farmers just because it's very stressful. You're running a big farm. And then on top of that, you can't get insurance for your crop. I mean, you got to worry about wildfires, people trying to rob you, all this kind of stuff. Um, so we're going to cover that in a couple of weeks. Um, and I think in this, this week, we'll just go a little bit over, uh, we'll touch on the uh, Cannabis Administration Opportunity Act, um, which is the bill that was put forward by uh, Schumer, uh, Senator Schumer and Booker. Um, and I was just reading an article this morning about, uh, who, who looks to, to benefit the most, um, if this legislation does get passed, um, and it does seem like the, the big boys are, are going to have the, the, you know, get the biggest benefit from it. Right. Um, multi-state operators, which are, which are the big four that we've talked about, right. yep. um, will do well. Um, and then it'll, it'll benefit product brands that, just have specific products, but license out the, the rights to make the products to companies in different states. So that would be companies like Cookies, um, who has, they've got stores in Massachusetts, Michigan. Um, Jungle Boys is another one. They've, they're yep. opening a, a facility in um, Florida. And then uh, Juana is another big one. Um, their, their gummies are, are all around the United States. Um, so they'll, they'll benefit from it. Then you've got retailers like Planet 13 right. um, that are already established and have prime real estate. Um, they'll do well. Um, and then it will allow the, the Canadian LPs like we've talked about um, who have been kind of itching and scratching to get into America. Right. It'll allow them to finally enter the space and start start moving their product in, in America. Um, so it'll be big for them. And then it'll also be big for um, the comp- companies that aren't, uh, directly involved in cannabis production, but, you know, play ancil- ancillary roles such as, uh, you know, Scott's uh, right. is a big, big company that, you know, makes fertilizers and, and helps outfit grows and stuff like that. Um, 
So the, the, those will be the ones that benefit the mo most. Um, and, you know, I, I would imagine that, you know, the smaller guys, you know, it's not anything passed by the federal government. It's probably not going to be a big, big win for them. Um, but, you know, hopefully they do do some social equity stuff and, and right. incorporate that into the bill. And that should help a little bit. But overall, I do think the big boys are going to be the biggest ones uh, to benefit because they're already established and, you know, they got that first mover advantage around the United States. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, thanks for that incredible update. Great report there. Um, but yeah, sometimes it sucks to hear that. I mean, that's uh, how some of these things seem to uh, usually play out. It doesn't usually always seem to uh, favor, you know, the little guy uh, in lots of these. In uh, some of this stuff, I was curious, what about for if you wanted to grow, grow some, uh, grow something at your own house uh, or anything like that, does it allow for uh, things like that to happen? Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know if the federal government will really address that too much. Um, I right. think that's something that will kind of be left up to, to states to decide, um, right. you know, and you've got states like Colorado and stuff that, you know, you're allowed to, to grow up and you know, you got a certain allotment of plants that you're allowed to grow. Um, right nothing crazy, but maybe, maybe eight to 12 plants, something like that. Um, so I, I do expect that to be more so left up to the States to decide, um, right. but the federal government might put something in there where they, uh, if you do grow at home, you have to pay a, a fee or maybe they'll leave that up to the States, but I think you right. have to pay to, just like you get a fishing license or whatever. I think you'll have to pay to, to get some type of license in order to be able to, to do, do a home grow. Right. Yeah. I mean, with a lot of this legislation, it's always going to be interesting to follow trends as well that happen because, uh, I mean, just the energy this will cause within, you know, all the new eyeballs and new money that will come into this market. Uh, that's one thing that's great about our government is, you know, these pockets can get deeper on, on our end as well, as far as, uh, you know, trying to get things amended and changed on local levels, state levels. So, you know, all in all, it's definitely good for, uh, you know, progress, but, uh, yeah. you know, I think there is, uh, there's a lot to be said and a lot to be changed, but, you know, as far as taking some big leaps forward, I think this will help, but, uh, definitely still need to focus on, you know, some of the, uh, the people that are in jail as well. And, uh, you know, cleaning, cleaning up some of those, uh, wrongs and, uh, you know, rewriting a couple of things in, uh, in that regard, but, you know, thanks for that, uh, for that update, looking forward to those projects. You know, Reed said in two weeks, uh, and that's because, you know, like I said earlier on the show, I'll be out of town uh, going on a uh, whitewater rafting retreat with uh, the Heart Collective. Pretty cool deal. And, uh, you know, geared and uh, focused around some different alternative medicines and uh, different things within uh, the same uh, the same culture, too. So excited about that. Hope to uh, bring yeah, some be, uh, bring some you'll cool be in Colorado, right? Yeah, so uh, flying into Colorado, but then from there going to uh, going into Utah. But uh, I okay. wish if I have like a longer layover on my way back, I'm definitely going to try and, uh, you know, go hit a dispensary or something. But, yeah, that's one thing I was thinking about. I would love to see, you know, in the future, you know, why not? Why can't there be, you know, maybe not a place where you're smoking, but infused drinks at an airport? I mean, I'm sure there's got to be some kind of limit, you know, you could put on it or you know, why can't there be a, uh, some kind of, uh, vending machine in the future yeah. as well? But, uh, 
you know, those are definitely things in the future that I think can become real, especially uh, yeah. the more we talk about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We keep pushing it, you know, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Corey Booker will listen to my podcast, dude. Oh, no. yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so uh, what else we got going on? I, uh, you know, we wanted to talk about a little bit of an opinion piece as well with Reed being on vacation. This is something, uh, you know, me and Reed have talked about, uh, so we figured, why not record it, right? I mean, that's the uh, that's what we're doing here, and that is, you know, cannabis use and uh, this adoption. And you know, he's on vacation, a family vacation. What does that look like going forward? You know, me, for example, I don't like to necessarily smoke in front of kids, but um, <laughs> as a kid, I was probably around, you know, people that were smoking, and now I smoke, but. You know, I think uh, it's an interesting thing, but, uh, you know, Regis would love to hear some of your opinions on it and, uh, you know, we can talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, no, we were, I was just talking with uh, some of my best friend from growing up, his family, um, and I had gone on vacation with them when we were younger, um, and we were just, you know, talking about how crazy it is that uh, we're all adults now and his, his parents are down here, but uh, we were saying when, when we were younger, you never would have imagined, you know, when we were in high school, we were sneaking out to smoke and, you know, doing it under the radar uh, of the right. parents. And, um, but now, you know, the, the, the culture has changed so much. Um, it's, it's pretty accepting. And it seems like almost everybody under has some family members that are, would rather smoke than drink. Um, right. So yeah, we were just, we were just, you know, talking about how, how it's kind of cool that, you know, you can go on a family vacation and if you like to uh, consume cannabis, you know, you can eat some edibles as opposed to, you know, having a mixed drink or drinking a beer by the pool. You can take your, your vape pen out with you and, and, you know, hit that while everybody else is hitting their tobacco or, or whatever. And it's pretty cool to see, see things come that, that far. And, you know, just a, a short span of time, 15 years or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, we've 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 been talking about that a little bit, and love to see it. Um, and I think a lot of families have, you know, have, you know, gone that direction where it's, you know, that you're not a black sheep in the family if you'd prefer to to smoke uh, as opposed to to sit around and booze all day. Um, right. And I think that's cool because personally, I think smoking is a little bit healthier than drinking. Um, right. And you know, when you're on vacation, you're most people are going to have some vices that they're partaking in. Um, yeah, and it's it's great to to see and to be able to do that. And I know with my family, it's you know I'm allowed to do my thing. Um, you know I'm not lighting up a, a doobie in, in front of everybody, right, but right. You know, I'm 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 being a little bit discreet, but you know you don't got to hide it like you used to. Right. Um, so you step out to the patio for a minute and right. do your thing, and you know it's it's all good. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I uh I love seeing it. Uh, I love having this conversation about it. Uh, with me personally, it's uh, somewhere along those same lines, especially on vacations and family get togethers, because there's definitely an uncle or a cousin or if there's a family friend, you know, they have consumed cannabis at some point in their lives. Or, you know, maybe that's when, you know, everyone goes and sits outside, they're sitting around the fire, different stories start coming about and you start to hear about, uh, yeah. you know, about people's lives. And uh, usually that will involve a story about cannabis or uh you know a fun concert something like that so always yeah, enjoy was, those yeah and i was gonna say it's uh especially with, with our parents generation it was always just such a taboo thing for them to be be able to say all right it's not that big of a deal we always knew it wasn't that big of a deal but right. um, 
it can be, it's, you know, it's not as taboo to talk about. You can be a little more open about it. And right. I think that's a great thing, especially for people that don't want to be drinking, you know, right. Um, you know, I, I will say, you know, cannabis has its, its, its downsides and I'm not going to say it's not addictive, but um, like we've said, you know, the being addicted to pills or alcohol or something versus having a weed addiction, it, it manifests itself very differently. Right. You know, and uh, it's, it's, it, you know, if you can't, can't control it and you're not, you know, you know, when you shouldn't be smoking and, and don't do that. And right. You can stay a little bit disciplined about it. It's, it's definitely a, a better habit to have than consuming some of the harder intoxicants, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to say too, with me personally, you know, it's, uh, you know, my parents know, you know, how, you know, I've uh, decided to live my life and, you know, how I consume cannabis for different ways. And it felt great. It's a huge weight off your shoulders, yeah. but even just getting to that point, it's still, uh, you know, it's still kind of tough. So I think it's great that these conversations are popping up, uh, yeah. especially with, you know, lifelong friends and families that uh, you never would have expected to otherwise. So excited to hear that. Yes, sir. It's great. <laughs> Well, Reed, thank you so much, man. It's been another great traffic report here on the Stash It or Pass It podcast. And uh, again, we will see everybody in two weeks. And my man, Dr. B, will have some fire ready for us. Yes, sir. That's right. Stash it. And that's a wrap, folks. See, I changed it up. I didn't say that's all, folks, because life is all about trying new things, absorbing lots of experiences, and coming to your own conclusions, because we got to make friends with change, because the only thing that is for sure in life is that indeed. So thanks again for being here with us at the Stash It or Pass It podcast, your weekly report for crypto, cannabis, and culture. Remember, check those show notes. Like we said earlier in the show, a lot of cool referrals in there, a lot of free money, a lot of free Bitcoin laying around. And please check out the love of my life, Kelsey Aida Raldi's and her website. They'll be in the show notes, KelseyAida.com. She hosts retreats in Mexico. She's a writer, a blogger, Letters to the Universe. Her third book has just come out. I just bought 200 copies. I'm giving them to everybody I know. Maybe I'll give some to you. Just remember to check the show notes. And as always, stash it.